Hi, you're listening to Koldodi Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Join us in person for our weekly Shabbat services every Saturday at 11 a.m. We meet at 3534 West End Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website at koldodi.org or follow us on Facebook and watch us live at facebook.com forward slash koldodi Nashville. And now, here's Rabbi Ken's latest message. I love that Isaiah 61 says that he gives us beauty for ashes. Isn't that beautiful? It's really not in the text here, but... Um, no matter what happens, you know, and God, God gives us beauty for ashes. Isaiah 61 verse 3. And I don't know if you, I, I noticed years ago when I was looking at the Hebrew there that the same word is used, the same word, the same Hebrew three letters is for beauty and ashes are, are there. It's beautiful. It's, uh, pe'er and efer. So the same Hebrew letters, it's different words, but pe'er and efer, same Hebrew three letters, uh, and it's like God turns things around. It's literally a, a, a covering, a, a bonnet, you know, a, for, he gives us a covering for the ashes. He covers the ashes and he, he switches things out. And isn't it amazing? God does that. He takes the ashes of our lives and the mess and the horrible things and he can turn things around and he does. And I love that about the Lord and, and the difficult and the tragedies that, you know, I hate to even use that word after Rabbi Sachs said, don't, you know, there's no Hebrew word for tragedy. I like, so don't want to use that word, but because God turns things around, you know, and he, he, he makes it, you know, no matter what, health issues and, and, uh, bad news, you know, he makes, he makes into good news ultimately. And so remember that as we look at this theme of the 10 things that will last forever, the second part of this series, the 10 things uh, that will last forever, forever. What, what will last forever? Father, we pray you open our eyes, continue to, and continue to, even as you've spoken to us already in our time, in our worship today, Lord, I know into our hearts, oh God, uh, and bear, bear our hearts before you, Lord. Continue to teach us and, and bear, and, and speak to us through your word. Gal Enai. Gale nai va avita nifla ot me tora teha, Bisham Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Brian Vaughn said, uh, sooner or later every echo fades, even the loudest thunder in the deepest valley. And that's true of everything that's created. And certainly everything apart from God and without him and everything that's disconnected from him. And we, and we read in the book of Kohelet or the book of Ke- Ke- uh, Ecclesiastes, Kohelet, that life under the sun, tachat hashemesh, let's say tachat hashemesh, tachat hashemesh, everything under the sun is utterly vanity, utterly morbid, 
utterly meaningless, vanity of vanities. All is vanity, it says. Futile, futile, says Kohelet. Completely meaningless. Hevel in the Hebrew. I'm looking at Ecclesiastes or Kohelet, uh, verse, chapter one, verse two. Five times it mentions. It means lacks value. Uh, everything. All is vanity. It lacks value. It's, it just has no, it's utterly meaningless. And the, the Bible says that the world is passing away and the lust thereof, the desire of it. All that's passing away in 1 John 2.17. 1 Corinthians 7.31 says the form of this world is passing away. So from one point of view, yes, every last echo fades, as he's, this man said. Even the loudest thunder in the deepest, it does fade. But everything that's connected to God, to him, and in him, everything in him, think about it, everything with him, that lasts forever. Life originating above the sun. Above the sun. Not under, not tachat Hashemish, but above the sun. If it's below the sun, it's going to be gone. But above the sun, if it originates in him, it's going to last forever. Colossians 3, 1 through 4 says, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Messiah, seek those things. Keep seeking the things that are what? Above. Yeah, above. Where Messiah is sitting at the right hand of God. Focus your mind on the things where? Above. The Greek word is ano. The Hebrew word would be lamala, above, not on things on the earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Messiah in God. Remember that that word hidden is a key word for, is really the word, the meaning of forever is the word for leolam. It really means hidden. And so our life is hidden with Messiah in God. When Messiah, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Now, Yeshua said, you are from below to the people that he was talking to at the time. He says, you're from below. I'm from above. I'm from above. John 8, 23 says, my life doesn't come originate from right here. What you see, it's coming from above. Paul says, I press toward the goal of the reward of the upward call. And that's the same word, ano in Greek, the high, the, the high calling, the above calling of God in Messiah Yeshua, Philippians 3.14. And so Paul says now a little later on in one of his letters, he says that three things he mentions remain. There are three things that are going to last. The Greek word is meno. They stay. They will continue. There's three things, he said, that are going to st stay. And the Hebrew equivalent of meno would be amad, to stand. Or kum could also be used, to rise. And what are those three things that remain or that last? They are hope, but faith rather. Hope. And what's the third? Love, right? And the greatest, he says, of these is love, God's love. Agapeo, agapeo in the Greek, uh, and the greatest, he says, megas, megas, or Hebrew equivalent, agadol, the greatest. It's the greatest, megas, so we got mega, it's mega, the greatest. But these three things, faith or 
pistuo, pistuo in the Greek, or Hebrew would be emunah, and then hope, tikva in Hebrew would be pistos in the Greek. Pisto. So he says, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now last week we mentioned three things. We mentioned love. We talked about these three things that will remain, that will stay. Love, the word of God, and the souls of men. God's love will last forever. God's word will last forever. And people will last forever. The first three. Those three. And just to quick, to quickly review. God's word stands forever. God's word stands forever. It says the grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of our God, yakum le'olam, it stands. It's, it stands forever. The Hebrew means in Isaiah 40 verse 8, it means it will always rise. It will always rise. Nothing can stop it from rising. Peter quotes it and says the same thing in his cha- in 1 Peter chapter 1, the end. Heaven and earth will pass away, Yeshua said, but my words will what? Yeah, they'll never pass away. They'll last forever. They'll never pass away. Matthew 24, 35. And so the word of God is forever settled in heaven in Psalm 119.89. God's word forever settled, standing in heaven. Yatsav in the Hebrew, it means it stands erect. It's actually upright standing in heaven forever, forever. So God's word never is going to last forever. And then people will last forever. And there's one very interesting verse that came to me when I was can't sleep a lot of times, you know, late at night when I, I never go to sleep before midnight, but when I go to and I'm lying there and can't sleep and I start trying to thinking about the word of God, different things, and then I'll get up and study more maybe sometimes, a lot of times. But I, uh, but you know, this verse came to me, I thought, thought of, and it's one verse. Think about it. Matthew 17, 3. Yeshua takes his disciples up to uh, a high mountain, it says, and he get, they go up to the high mountain with, with, uh, Peter, James, and John. And guess who's there as they're up there talking with Yeshua? Right. Moses and Elijah. Moshe and Eliyahu. And it says, it simply says that Moses and Elijah, it says, were with them. Paul says, appeared to them talking with Yeshua. That's all it says about it. Moses and Elijah appeared to them Talking with Jesus, talking with Yeshua. What were they talking about? We don't know. People can surmise all sorts of things, all sorts of things. You know, what's the weather like up there? What's the, you know, how's the weather been since we came? I don't think so. Uh, what's the, how about the food? You know, oh, uh, well, it's been pretty good. <laughs> what's the food like? Does any new restaurants open up in your area? <laughs> Uh, what's the, what's it like? What were they talking about? I don't know, but they were talking. Thing is, Moses and Elijah, they are living still. They had died a long time ago. Well, they exited, very, both had unusual exits, didn't they? Very unusual. They never discovered Moses' body. Elijah was taken up in the chariot, you know, uh, very, but they're never, they're still alive. They're still alive. So people, but people live forever. People will live forever. And humanity 
people will live forever. It's appointed unto man once to die in Hebrews 9.27. And it, it, but after that, the judgment, it's appointed. The word means there, it's laid up. It's placed away for a person, for every person once to die, to die once. And after that, a judgment. You know, people have talked. I remember reading stories of Pastor Wormbrandt saying in prison and to the most strongest atheist, to the hardened, most hardened atheist saying, you know, one day you will stand before God. You know, you will want to stand in judgment. And you just know it. You know, Acts 17, 31, I think it is. It says there's a point. God has appointed a day in which he will judge everyone. It's just known. It's known. You know, you just know it. And so people are going to live forever. People created in God's image and the word of God. Now, so these three things last forever. But Paul mentions these three other things. Faith, pistos. It means in Greek, a firm persuasion, a conviction. It's going to last. Firm conviction. Emunah in the Hebrew means to depend upon, to rely upon. To something that's trustworthy. Faith. Every time you say, Amen, or you say, Amen, depending on where you're from, I guess. Uh, but you're saying faith. You're, cause it means, it's saying, it's coming from emunah, from this Hebrew word. You can trust it. You can, it's reliable. It's going to remain. And then he says, hope remains. Hope remains. Alpis in the Greek, it means confident expectation. It's something you can ex you're expecting and you're confident. The Hebrew tikva would be what we use. You know, hatikva, the Israel's national anthem, which we sing. Uh, the, it means to, but it really means to gather to act. Tikva, to gather to act from kava, to to strive and stretch to a specific goal, uh, to wait. That's the idea. It's going to remain. It's going to remain. Uh, so then, but then love, Paul says, the greatest of these, the most, the greatest of all, gadol, megas, the greatest is love. In 1 Corinthians 6, 14, in the end of his letter, he writes, let all that you do be done in what? Love. He says, listen, if you want it to last, if you want it to be meaningful, do what you do. You got to do it, but do it in love. So things you don't want to do, things you don't want to say, things you don't have to deal with, but do it in love, in God's love he's talking about, of course. Do it in love, for it will last forever. Love for the Father, doing His will, does last forever. Do not love the world, nor the things of the world, John writes. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the boasting of life, the pride of life, look how great I am, is not from the Father, but from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desire, but the one who does the will of God abides forever. So what is doing his will? Well, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. But his central will is redeeming mankind. He wants no one to perish in 2 Peter 3.9. So it's certainly about people seeking the lost, fishing for men. I read someone's account, someone on, you know, on someone they were at Bonnaroo, you know, and they said, there's like 80,000 people here and almost seems like, and I don't think hardly, we don't, they don't really know, of course, but seem, 
probably known hardly any of them. They said, no, the Lord, Yeshua. You know, and I said, oh, I wish we could yeah, be there with an outreach. I remember in Israel at a Bereshit, a, a music festival like that, where we had a tent and there was prayer and worship we had for the believers. And you could have prayer for people and worship. And it was amazing. And chai tea it was really good. And and it was it was just like an amazing venue that the believers had organized in Israel in those days when they'd have three festivals a year. And there was nothing like it seeing Israelis that were hungry for, God, you know, finding out about God and they could learn about Yeshua. And it was amazing. But of, but of course, doing the will of God, seeking the law. But of course, it's about listening to his voice and responding in whatever we are called to do that day, that hour and that that very moment. Shema Yisrael. Shema Yisrael. Right. Hear, O Israel. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. In Deuteronomy 6, Yeshua said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So five things. God's word. God's people. Faith. Hope. And love. But Will faith and hope be forever? Will we need them when we no longer have sin and mortality? I don't know. I'm asking all of us, myself included. We won't, will we really need faith when we see him? I don't think so. Once we see him, we won't need faith any longer. And hope will actually be totally realized. Isaiah tells us of two more things. For the heavens will vanish like smoke. Isaiah 51, verses 6 and 8. For the heavens will vanish like smoke, and the earth will wear out like a garment. All right? Picture that. The heavens vanishing like smoke. The earth going to wear out like a garment, and its inhabitants will die like gnats. But what's going to last? My salvation will be forever, and my righteousness never wane. He says it again in verse 8. My righteousness will be forever, and my salvation for all generations. So, two things, two more things. God's salvation and God's righteousness. Salvation, God's salvation is Yeshua. Let's say it, Yeshua. Yeshua, Yeshua, right? Yeshua comes from Yeshua. Yeshua, the noun salvation, has an uh, ayin, at the, uh, an aleph at the end of it. Um, a hey, rather, I'm sorry, hey at the end of it. Uh, hey at the end. Ayin and then a hey. A hey. So it means to grant existence. I'm sorry, to grant essence of existence. To grant essence of existence. And just think of God's salvation is going to last forever. We're going to be forever worshiping the Lamb of God who saved us. We're going to, the Lamb in the Apocalypse, the last book of the, of the Bible, of the New Covenant, the book of Revelation, the Apocalypse, we see the Lamb still on the throne, the Lamb still being worshiped. He's still the Lamb. Yeshua is still the Lamb slain. And, and so we're going to be worshiping the Lamb that was slain. Forever, and we, and we sang about that one of those beautiful the songs, really Isaiah fifty three that uh, Rachel was le- was leading us in. God's righteousness, tzedakah, 
uh, let's say tzedakah, tzedakah, okay, tzedakah, it means to satisfy objective justice, to satisfy God's righteousness is going to last forever. God doesn't, God's standard doesn't change. God's, God's righteousness, it doesn't change. God, everything God does is, you know, God says, this is the same. I don't change. Everything else shifts and change, but I'm, no, I'm the same. It's the same. It's going to last forever. And that righteousness justifies us. That righteousness declares us without sin because of the blood of Yeshua, because of his sacrifice. That righteousness is not against us to condemn us. It can, it can if we reject it, if we reject his, his offer of salvation. But it doesn't, it, but it, it rescues us, it justifies us. Romans 5, 9, and many verses in the Bible, he were justified, made righteous by his blood, by his sacrifice, his, on the cross and his, his death. And so that's the, that's going to last forever. So seven things, or five if we don't count, uh, faith or trust and hope. Uh, but what about his chesed? Let's say the word chesed. Chesed. His chesed. Psalm 107, verse 1. Psalm 118, verses 1 through 4. And Psalm 136, it's mentioned 36, uh, 26 times, many times in the Bible. Hodu ladonai kitov. Let's say it. Hodu ladonai kitov ki leolam chazdo. Hodu ladonai kitov ki leolam chazdo. Hodu ladonai kitov very good. How long does it last? It lasts forever. His loving kindness lasts forever. How behold, yeah, uh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His loving kindness is chesed. This is such an amazing word, probably the greatest word, one of the greatest words, maybe the greatest word in the Bible, chesed. Everyone has different ways of defining it. God's loyal covenant love, his loving kindness, his grace, his his, it means to devote yourself entirely to someone, to devote yourself entirely to, to someone's needs, to give yourself to the needs. It's God's loyal love, his love toward us, and then that love in us, of course, back toward him and others. His loving kindness, his loving kindness, it's going to last forever. So eight things, or is this the same as Ahava? Let's say Ahava. His love, the first word we used back last week, ahava, his love. Or is that really still his love? I don't know. So we're down to, back to seven. I don't know. All right. Next, his glory. What about God's glory? The glory of the Lord. Kavod Adonai. Let's say kavod Adonai. Kavod Adonai. All right. That's going to endure forever. That's going to endure forever. Le'olam, Psalm 104, verse 31. The glory of Adonai will endure forever. Kavod, you know, kavod, heavy is kevod. It's heavy. Kavod, it means weight. It's it's importance. It's heavy. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Yeshua said, taught in that prayer, Matthew 6.13. His glory is going to last forever. His importance on and on and on. God's glory. What about number nine? We'll say the throne of God, the throne of God. Forty times in the book of Revelation, the throne of God is mentioned. Did you know that? Forty times, because as I've I know I've taught it before, the the throne is the center. I'm not the center. You're not the center. We're not the center. God is the center. 
His throne is the center of the universe, of everything. Doesn't Life doesn't revolve around me, although I think it does. Uh, it revolves around God, and, and everything revolves around him. That's why even in worship songs, I love worship songs that are more based on the Bible. and on. I, I, I don't like certain songs that are me, 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 me. <laughs> Some of that, we, you know, is, is good. We need, we, you know, we're being ministered to and it's beautiful, but there's a, there's a balance, right? Just to be careful. There's a balance. But if it's only me, it's all so self-focused, then we don't grow. We don't get stretched, we don't get stretched to grow to focus on the Lord and, 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 and giving ourselves to Him, you know? So listening to a, uh, a new Josh, maybe it's not new, it's just new to me, Josh Garrell song. I mean, no, Josh Garrell, what a, what a great, and he's talking, and he, and he has in his song, it reminded me of that verse, a pearl of great price. It says, I count everything lost. It's, you, you're my all and in all, all and in all. And it's like, you know, Colossians 3.11, all, Yeshua's all and in all. And he says, I've sold everything, you know, I count everything lost because I found that pearl. My life was a mess. My life was in the wrong direction. I, I sold everything to follow you because I found that pearl of great price, like Yeshua said. Anyway, the, so the throne of God, kise, let's say the word kise. Kise is, means, listen to this. Guess what this means? The throne means separate from time and space. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Separate from time and space. God's throne is separate from time and space. Psalm 93, verse 2. Your throne is established from then. Your throne is established from time, from then. doesn't make sense. From then. Well, because it is. You are me'olam. You are from everlasting. Isaiah 57, verse 15 says, For thus says the high, I love this verse, high and exalted one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in a high and holy place yet also with the contrite and humble in spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. God's throne is going to last forever. It's going to be forever. And But of course, we can and must add one more, and that is, which is also really three, and that is God himself. God himself. My Lord, you have been our dwelling from generation to generation in Psalm 90, verse 1. Before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn mankind back to dust, saying, Return, children of Adam, for a thousand years in your sight are like a day just passing by, or like a watch in the night, tick-tock, tick-tock, although watches, don't, we don't use anything that does that anymore. You sweep them away in their sleep. In the morning, they are like sprouting grass. In the morning, it flourishes and springs up, but by evening, it withers and dries up. All Psalm, this is Psalm 90. God is from everlasting to everlasting. He will always be. He is Eheyeh Asher Eheyeh, right? From Exodus 3.14, Moses, he told Moses, I will be who I will be. Yahweh. We don't know how to pronounce the tetragrammaton, the four-letter name of God, yud Hey vav Hey. We say Adonai. Some say Hashem for the name. But Adonai, the Lord, we say we don't know how to pronounce it. 
It's not Jehovah. <laughs> but anyway, but it's, but Elohim, names of God, Yahweh, or, or Yudhevave, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elyon, Most High, El Shaddai is the God Almighty, God of my breast, literally, actually. Adonai Tzivaot. I love that one. Don't you love Adonai? Let's say Adonai Tzivaot. Adonai Tzivaot, the Lord of the armies. The Lord of the armies, really. He was, he who is, who was, and he is to come, as the, as the, the Bible says many times, the book of Revelation, and Yeshua said, before Abraham was, what? I am, I am. We tell our Jewish people that we show, when they show them that, she say, Jesus didn't say he was God. What does he mean by, before Abraham was, I am? Alright? Verses like that. And I and the Father are one. And God is, in John 10, 30, God is Father, Son, and he is Holy Spirit. He is a uniplural God. He's Father. He's God is Father, Son. Father is Av. Let's say Av. Av comes from Abba, or Ava, rather, the Hebrew root, Ava. It means to submit to existing demand. To submit to existing demand. Son is Ben. Let's say Ben. From Bana, to build, to form. The Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKodesh. Let's say it. Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh. Right? Force an open space uh, to prepare for tasks. And of course we say wind, spirit, wind, breath, spirit, but force, open space really it means. And so ten things. God is going to be forever. Ten things. Maybe ten things? Twelve things? Or are God's glory and God's throne only extensions of really himself? So we're back to ten, not twelve. Or I don't know. How many are there? I don't know. Oh, there's one more. I forgot to mention. Pickleball is definitely going to be the last one. So. Father, we just thank you for these things that will last forever. Lord, you are forever. You are never going to. And everything done in you, everything wrought in you, everything originating in you, connected to you, in you, through you, will last forever. Everything that's apart from you will not last, oh God. We thank you so much. Thank you so much for what it means to be connected to you. We love you and praise you. And if you've never trusted Yeshua and been born again and had that new birth experience, oh, we plead with you because God loves you so much, much more than anyone, any human being could. And maybe you haven't had a human being that really did love you, but he loves you. He wants you to know him. He wants you to have eternal life. He wants you to have your sins forgiven. Just say, open your heart. He can do a miracle right now. He'll come into your life, connect you to him, join you to him, give you that new start, that new beginning. Say, Lord, I need you. Forgive me. Wash me. Thank you for Yeshua, Jesus, dying for me. Come into my life and, and, uh, be my, be my Messiah, my Savior, my, my Lord. Lord God, I, I want that pearl of great price. Yiverecha Adonai veyishmerecha Yair Adonai p'novelecha v'chuneka Yisa Adonai p'novelecha Veyasem lecha Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Thank you.